בוקר טוב. בוקר טוב. אוקיי, בזכות הברכה. I was hoping, I was hoping, so next Thursday night is Hoshana Rabba. So I think we should maybe plan to kick off Sefer Bereshit on Hoshana Rabba night. We'll do like a nice long, I don't know how long you guys could go, but Bereshit, you don't know, I'm like jumping for excitement to start Bereshit. There's so much, so much to talk about. Every day is a new day. Right. So, so I was hoping we could try to finish Rizot HaBracha by then. I think we'll I do think, it. Yeah. I think we could finish Rizot HaBracha by Monday yeah. if we really wanted. It's not a long... Uh, and also, on, um, I guess on Chol uh, because it's Chol I I'll be going to the office, but I'm not going, you know, full force. So we may be able to do a longer class. I don't know if... It, if uh, I know Tfilot are longer, but if, you, if you're uh, also taking a little bit of a, of a break or... If you're not going to be as serious, I don't know, based on the way you're, you're dressed today, I think we maybe saw, you're... We saw the gradual transformation of Giacomo. You're, you're back in full force. <laughs> no, they, they, the last several they, months. They, 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 hire, they hire, they said, that's it. Yeah. But Shana, new year, you go back to... <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we were, we were uh, doing the introduction to Vizota Bracha, and that introduction, he said, is extremely famous for being very vague. So yes. not a lot of... Um, I mean, we, we tried our best. It seems to be an introduction that explores how Borei Olam brought us the Torah and we were all united in accepting the Torah. All 12 tribes were united in accepting the Torah. There's also the Midrashim that say that Borei Olam went to the other nations before they came to us. Yes. Okay, now we're beginning with Pasuk Vav, yes. which is the beginning, the first, the first blessing. Let Reuven live and not die. And his numbers will be few. So there are a few ways to read this. I think you could say... Here it says also, and may his population be included in the count. Okay, that's, a, that's a, probably a Midrash translation. So there are a few ways to read it. One way to read it is, let him, let him live and not die, despite the fact that his numbers are few. Apparently Reuven had fewer numbers than the other tribes. Another way to read it is, let him live and not die thereby his numbers becoming few. Meaning, let him have as many numbers as the other tribes. Don't let his numbers become few. Uh, that, that's really all we have on Reuven here. Now, if you, a lot of these brachot are going to kind of forecast what's going to be of that tribe's future. Yes. So it doesn't seem like, you know, you would expect Reuven as the, as the firstborn. You'd expect him to get the bigger, you know. He lost his, uh, so it doesn't seem like Reuven gets really anywhere. The fact that Reuven is on the Transjordan also doesn't speak well of him. So it's one of the themes in the Torah that, by the way, firstborns in the Torah never succeed. It's incredible. Find me one firstborn in the Torah that succeeded. It's incredible. It's a fascinating <laughs> idea. We went through this before. Right? Yes, I think we, we, yes. we came across this but idea. Melech was definitely not. Always the David youngest. David Melech was the youngest. The one is more blessed. David Melech was the least expected. Yes. Okay. Yes, Kain and Hebel. Yosef. Only, only David's son. Build the He wasn't the... I mean, he was the first of Bathsheba. Okay, but he was still... Okay. I mean, I wouldn't consider him a firstborn. Maybe, maybe, for firstborn. Firstborn from his, one of his wives. Right. That's a good point. Moshe. 
Because the transition between the transition. Yaakov and Esav. Hashem told him, your son is going to. Ishmael and Yitzchak, Yaakov and Esav. Every single time, every single time, it's the it's the younger son. And the idea, of course, because that there was a very in within pagan culture, of course, it's very, very, very. They they put a lot of emphasis on the firstborn. Now we say no, the firstborn is not God. They're not, you know. It, it seems like in Mitzrayim they had some kind of. Re, the firstborn had a religious significance, almost like a, like a godly significance. So the firstborn in, destruction of firstborn in Mitzrayim kind of. We are supposed to leave to the firstborn also a, bi- a bigger amount of our uh, wealth. Half, yeah. Half more. So yeah. so so. Also, our religion is giving. A little bit. But we don't know whenever we're giving a little bit of extra wealth to the firstborn. It's hard to imagine what the other culture, like Mitzrayim, was doing to their firstborn. They were probably turning their firstborn into gods. So for yeah, um, that yeah, may yeah, have yeah, been, yeah, yeah. when Am Yisrael saw that, that would have been a huge, like, wow, that's all the firstborn gets. I guess the firstborn is pretty so normal. It's, it's, it's and, like, and there is, and, and, and it's, not, it may, it's, not, it's not coming from a place of this firstborn has a godly significance. It's coming from a place of that you respect the hierarchy. Yes, we, uh, we, yes. have a, we have the same way a person has to respect their parents, have to respect the elders and yes, the, amongst yes, the siblings. Yes, yes, and the firstborn true. does really lay the groundwork for the development of the other children. I mean, if you want to succeed in raising your kids, you raise your first kid well, and then the, he, most of the other kids will have a tendency to follow. That's like so a for inheritance classic wise, rule. I think that, you know, if you're firstborn, the reason prob- most probably why they also they get double the portion is because they're, the, they're assisting in they're, you know, like raising in, the in, children. Like in my, in my late, they take my, they take a more leadership role. Seppi's late uncle, uh, Daniel Elian. He was like a he raised my father, so father-in-law. He gets in the business earlier. He, yeah, he, he was twenty years older. Yeah. He raised. Right. So he was like the father figure of right, the, right. his father. Passed no, it does, it does make sense. Okay, but Ruven here clearly not the biggest bracha. Yeah. But this is the Yuda, and he said, "Vayomar Shema Adonai Kol Yehuda." Shema Adonai kol Yehuda. Listen, Hashem. Listen, Hashem, to the voice of Yehuda. Ve'el Amot v'Yenu, and bring him back to his people. Yadav Rav Lo ve'Ezer mitzarav tihe. Let his hands fight for him, and be help against his enemies. So this is intense, right? Well, we are called after him. So what does it mean? Ve'el Amot v'Yenu. So it translates as, "This is Yehuda," and he said. Listen, Hashem, to the voice of Yudah and bring him back to his people. Let his hands fight for him, and he should be. You should be help against his enemies. What is ve'el amo to v'en? What does it mean? Bring him back to his people. So ve'el amo to v'enu. Remember, we said the job of a king is yetzelifnehem v'asher yavolifnehem. The king has to go out with the people and come back. One of the rules of a Jewish king is to be is to go out in war with the people. So if it, if if the people are staying back in the city, so coming back from war would be the lamotivienu, meaning the blessing is that let the king who will be coming from Yehuda be able to come back from war successfully to the people. I think that's the peshat here. Um, who did we miss? Reuven, Yehuda. Levi. It's not the order. No, Levi is coming up. We missed the, we missed the son. Shimon. Shimon. Mm. What happened to Shimon? Very true. Good so point. Shimon, it seems like, between Shimon and Levi, they both had anger. Yes. They both but had Levi, 
Now Levi did clearly the teshuvah, yes. and in a way they they earned the right it, to. It, to it, they took their problematic and they characteristic, and they became even better as yes. a result. Yes. Or they used it l'shem shemaim, right? They used their specific characteristic l'shem shemaim. And there was a golden calf. Uh, was especially when there was a golden yes. calf, but Shimon apparently d- didn't. Shimon apparently did not grow to the same extent. You didn't get any. So, any, any... Uh, apparently, Shimon kind of gets kicked out of the biracha. Now, Shimon is also kind of like the. They're not the most. They, they have some problems in the Torah. It's clear that Shimon as a tribe has some problems. Uh, some of the midrashim say that. The, the sin in Baal Peor When the Jews started sleeping with the Benot Moab yes, yes. They say Shimon was the main tribe That actually was affected by it Because they say the first census Shimon had, had more people than the second census oh, well, really? It's like the only tribe to why, lose why, people why lose so How Shimon? would they lose so many people? Because they lost so many Yeah, I mean I read the Ramban He says that that's probably not true because it doesn't, that numbers just don't add up. So there must have been other tribes involved. But you do know that Shimon was probably more involved in that because Zimri. Yes, it was from the tribe of Shimon. Zimri yeah. ben Salu, the one who slept with Kozbi. Yes, the prince of. Uh, he was actually from the tribe of Shimon. So Shimon is implicated in a lot of problematic things. Uh, he, he, of course, with the destruction of Shechem, later on his tribe seems to be more involved in the Baal Peorsin. And then. Now, whenever you get to the Nevi'im, where is Shimon's tribal territory? That's what I was going to wonder. What happens to them? Where are they going to be? Where is their tribal territory? They don't have. Yeah. So, so they're... Whom, with, they, whom, with whom do they, they live? In, they live in Yehuda. In Yehuda. Shimon, Shimon they live and in Yehuda. Yehuda. Yeah, they live, they live in, in, in um, scattered cities within Yehuda. So Shimon doesn't even have land, which is, which is a fascinating thing. They, kind, they, they just became like a subset of the tribe of Yehuda. Wow. So Shimon, out of all the tribes, I guess... The it, one who lost the most. They, yeah, they, they definitely did not... They don't, they don't find themselves even in our bracha. Which is interesting about these brachot is how much... When you read these brachot, as a person who studies Tanakh, you should be looking towards the future and trying to see where do these brachot find themselves coming true. So the fact that Shimon is not here... Is, is we never, we never clearly, heard them about them anymore. Right, you, you, you'll see that they're, they, they take a very, very quiet role going forward. Okay, Pasuk Chet. Ulevi Amar, Tumecha veurecha leish chasidecha shenisito bimasa triveu amem riva. Levi said, Your Tumim and your Urim will be to your holy person. That you tested him in Masa and you fought with him. In the waters of Meriva. What is that pasuk referring to? There's a lot in that pasuk. So first, it's describing the Kohen Gadol. Yes. Kohen Gadol comes from the tribe of Levi, so it's Urim v'Tumim are going to be of your holy person, which is the Kohen Gadol. Then it said that you tested him in Masa and Meriva. What was Masa and Meriva? Masa and Meriva were the places where Moshe spoke to and hit the rock. Yes. I mean, he never spoke to the rock, where we hit the rock twice, right? Um, or some commentators say it's one, it's one story you know? But, but it, uh, that's where it's, it's where Moshe was put Or the tribe of Levi Which is Moshe and Aharon Were put to their biggest test and The test that they actually ultimately failed So it's, it's the, the, So the Pasuk is basically saying That Kohen Gadol will be part of your tribe But you tested him By the waters By that rock story And that was his major test 
So that's that's that. Okay. Haomer leavivu limo lor itiv vet ehav lo hikir vet banav lo yada ki shamru imratecha uvritecha insoru. Who said to their father and mother, "I do not know them. I've not seen them." To the brothers, I do not recognize them. And to their sons, they did not sh- know them. Why? Because they cared about your words, your, your teachings, and they kept and they took, they guarded your covenant. What is this referring to? That they said to their, fa- to their brother, they said to their father, I do not know you. They said to their brother, I do not know you. They said to their son, I do not know you. What is it referring to? Up in the house of Mitzrayim, of, uh, huh? Because he says it's an interesting his father idea. Is Paro, technically, and he said, "I don't know you. You're not my." You know, no, so the the, the, the midrashim all say unanimously all say that this is referring to how they behaved during the Chet Egel. Because what does Moshe Rabbeinu say to the people during the Chet Egel? What words does he use? Ah. I'm I'm uh, I'm blanking actually. Look in Parashat Kitisa. So what are the words he uses? Okay, look at this. So, this is beautiful because you'll see how, how careful the bracha is phrased in Vezot bracha. You'll see how carefully uh, the Midrashim are picking up on the connection. We are in Perek Lamed Bet of Kitisa, uh, Pasuk uh, 26. So, by Amon Moshe Bashar Machane, this is after Moshe sees what happens to the Chaita Egel. And he says, Mila Hashem Elav Kol Levi. So, all of Levi, they gathered him. Vayomer Lahem, and he says to them, Ko Amar Adonai Lohe Israel. So says Hashem, God of Israel. Each person should put his sword on his side, meaning have your sword ready. Go from camp to camp within the camp. And you should kill your siblings, your friend, and your relatives. Now the command, meaning whoever was involved. Yes, yes. Even, and, and Moshe is saying, yes. even if even if it's your brother, even you have if to it's, kill. it's your relative, if they are involved oh. in the Chaita Egel, then you have to kill them. Okay. So, so now, when Moshe made that request to Levi, Moshe made the request of, please kill your relatives if they are involved in the sin. Then, now it's saying, Now it's describing Levi in Bracha, who said to his father and his mother, I do not recognize you, and who said to his brother, I do not know you. That's why all the Midrashim, they jump on this. Wait, wait, what is this referring to? It's referring to the Chet Egel, of course. Because the Levi were the ones who gathered to Moshe. And when Moshe commanded them, they were clearly commanded to eradicate anybody 
who and was involved did, in the sin, even if it was siblings, and they did it. And they did. So, wow. so that shows you. What does that show you about Levi? They were the ones who had to. Yeah. So, so the, the, the beauty and maintain the Judaism at all. At, at all right. So the it's beauty. Not. So the beauty of Levi is they had that anger over. They had Levi has this inability to cope with injustice. That's their thing. They hate injustice. That's what, they did with that's what, I, that's what they did with Dina. Now, when they did it with Dina, they did it inappropriately. Yeah, but here they did. So, so what you see with Levi is that they take the negative characteristic that they have they use it in and the, they funnel it into into what? They funnel it into good things. They use that hatred and that anger they have at the lack of at injustice. They then used it to become the guardians of oh, the Torah. Yeah. Meaning you need someone who has that fiery spirit, person who cares and hates to see things unjust. That's the kind of person you need for the for the success and the promotion of the Torah, which is why in the next Pasuk it says, Yoru that Levi will be instructing your laws to Yaakov and your Torah to Israel. They will put the ketoret into your nose. And the burning of the offerings will be on your mizbeach. Which is fascinating because now Levi, they get to use that anger, that hatred they have of injustice. Now they are put as the guardians of the Torah and the teachers of the Torah. In the highest, in the the highest Torah. place. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's very interesting. By the way, it's also important to realize that nowadays there's no, there's no relationship between tribe and teacher status you know rabbis come from any any tribe, any tribe. Yes. but back then it was the levim they were the ones. more the tribe more the the, the, they were uh, the more the teachers charge. exactly they were the teachers yeah. you know they weren't just serving the betamikdash they were the teachers it's one of the reasons they say that the person who goes to iramiklat iramiklat is always a city of levites mm -hmm. why because the person who's committing murder or who's kidding, committing manslaughter, it's a form of rehabilitation yes. that they go and they learn from the Levi. Yes. Okay? God should bless his behavior, his resources, whatever. has so many meanings. And favor the work of, and you should favor the work of his hands. You should smash the loins of the people who come against him, meaning should hurt, you should destroy his enemies, and his haters, lest, so that they cannot rise anymore. So that is, Levi's bracha is huge oh. here. And it's, it's uh, again, it's, it's a fascinating story of how Levi took a problematic behavioral characteristic and then uses it for such a positive thing. It's a very, very interesting thing. So we'll continue with Binyamin on Monday. And uh, it's very interesting here that he talks about, you know, because basically saying to protect the Torah for the future, you're going to be, have a lot of haters. Oh, I like that. Of, I, I was thinking in terms of battle, actually. No, you're going to have a lot of haters. You're going to have a bit. You know, people are going to try to come up against you, and, okay. and, and but what, you have to you have to protect them. What do they mean? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like what you're saying. Whenever you're put in a position of instructing the Torah, you're going to have people so who are going against you. Why, why Rabbi Maruf moved into the house? I don't know. He was in the house. Okay. This is it's a good okay. setup. This is a good setup. This is a great setup. Hey, Baruch Adonai, Amen, Amen. Give it a minute.